Okay. That was that was crazy. That was that was that was crazy. We yeah. did it though. Um, all right, and we are live. Hey everybody, Star Trek Discovery Season 3, Episode 12, There is a Tide is over. Uh, and it's only been for a couple of minutes up here in Canada and for a special New Year's Eve podcast. As the as, as the countdown approaches, I'm Dave Mater coming at you with Star Trek TV and movie reviews. Joined with my wife Jane Mater. Jane, you're back. I'm back. You're yes, back. Yes. You missed ten I'm podcasts. Awake. I'm awake. You're I'm awake. Staying up to midnight tonight. You're staying up to ten twenty. Also joining us, we have co-host Adam Woodward with his pooch. How are you doing, Adam? Hi. Happy New Year. Happy New Year Happy to New you. Year. Um, and joining us for the first time, special guest, we have Mike O'Connor, uh, who I've not met before before tonight, but very glad to have you here to talk about this episode. Welcome, Mike. Thank you, guys. Big fan of the show, and uh, yeah, happy New Year. Glad to be here. Thank you. We're glad glad to have you. And uh, our, our, you know, Michael Chan, we know you're out there. We uh, we uh, we we uh, we do miss your presence this week, but we, and we will catch up with you for the finale, which will air next week. But let's talk about this episode. So this was kind of the part two to last week. It was a real continuation of this. Osira took the ship. There was this crazy cliffhanger. We were left hanging. We didn't know how things were going to go. And it starts off even worse as it's clear that Osira is using Discovery as a Trojan horse to get into Federation headquarters. And that's where most of this episode takes us tonight. Um, I'm going to go to Jane first. Jane. I haven't asked you. How, did you like this episode? I did. I did. Yeah. Um, again, another episode I like. Uh, it was. I noticed at one point we were both on the edge of our seats, like literally, on the couch. Uh, I liked it. I gotta say, it felt like a little bit of a Christmas episode, a little Die Hardish. Uh, die Hard in a spaceship, yeah. perhaps. Die Hard in a spaceship, which I liked. Uh, so yeah, I, great. Oh yeah, well, I, I I I tend to agree. I tend to agree. We're gonna we're gonna break it all down here tonight, Adam. How, how are you feeling about there is a tide? I, I love this episode. I, I now I feel good about last week's episode because I was a little bit a little bit uh, off last week. I gotta tell you, um, this week was great. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I, I like the analogy to Die Hard. That was pretty cool. Uh, but you know. My favorite part of this episode, we'll get to it, I'm sure, is the, the conversation with Osiris and Vance. I think that was awesome. You know, it was just a, just a great little chess game going there, but uh, really, really good, some, some good surprises in there, and uh, but really, really enjoyed this one. Yeah, I think Osiris is an interesting character who I think we need to sort of unpack a lot more here uh, Consider in comparison to her earlier appearances. Going over to you, Mike. Uh, Mike, uh, so I guess we'll start with how are you feeling about the show overall this season? And maybe more specifically tonight with this episode. But uh, since it's your first appearance here, uh, um, how do you feel about Discovery? Yeah, well, I love the season. There are some, I think there are some interesting pacing choices that they've made that leave me kind of hanging at some points. But overall, really, really solid. Um, some of the storylines, again, with the pacing are, you know, a question. But they're, you know, as we get into episode 12 here, very excited. And this was an action-packed episode. I was waiting for this, uh, you know, take back the ship. I don't think we got the full story of taking back the ship, but we definitely got a lot of action this episode. Um, and then, uh, as Adam alluded to, some really good meat between um, between Vance and Osiris in that uh, in that accord discussion. Uh, so just really, really super episode. And I think uh, as we get to the end, I'm starting to see the pieces tie together. Um, and yeah, just just really kind of formulating the master plan here. It's cool. Yeah, there was some uh, some really interesting drama here tonight. Some conflict, in particular, I think this uh, this this Stamets and Michael Burnham stuff that we got very briefly near the end here. I thought was they were really trying to to make it a connection. Where Stamets was like, "We came to the future for you. What the why? You know, yeah. um, I got my issues with Stamets, but uh, there there was some heavy stuff there. I uh, that was um, we also had. Uh, the death of Rin, uh, our our Andorian friend tonight. Uh, yeah. Uh, even though Book tried to plead for his life, he uh, he he goes out here. R.I.P. Rin. I was just starting to like the. So he was on the ship. Is that? Did I catch that? Because I know you guys were talking last week. Was he still on Discovery or? Yeah, he, he was, was still there. He was yeah, there when they was. captured the ship. Okay. Yeah. Yes. But and we didn't know that. We didn't know that, we didn't know that last week. I know yeah. it was a question. 
Yeah. Right. Even though, yeah, he had already told the Federation all about the Emerald Chain and had given them a lot of intel as well. Um, and yeah, he makes a stand with Book in this episode. They give him many chances to get out. And I was like, why do you keep saying, hey, if you want to leave, you can. I think because they wanted to show that his death was sort of avoidable, maybe, um, and, 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 and especially tragic. And Osiris just blows him away after Book seems to flee uh, for him. But um, there's also that headline at this hour, I, I think. Um, just bring that back. Yeah. Uh, and Dorian Opera. We also had this character uh, introduced tonight in this scientist whose name I think was, uh, what was his name? Aurelio. Aurelio. This yeah. this actor has been on the show before. This is Kenneth Mitchell. I wanted to look him up because I'm like, yeah, has so, he been on Discovery? Yes, he's played many characters. You may remember him in his first season uh, when he played this Klingon named Cole, who was a, from the House of Kor. He was the one who took over the sarcophagus ship, and he, uh, you know, Michael Burnham beat him in like a a chess match sort of thing in, in like kind of a gunfight in, in the, the bridge area. Uh, he also played uh, this Klingon albino who was the child of uh, Tyler slash Vok and, uh, and oh, Laurel uh, who lived in that time universe with the time crystals in season two. Um, and episodes, yeah, yeah they, they bring, and, uh, and this act, this character who we played in another episode, I think in season this wow. season as well. But uh, this episode directed by Jonathan Frakes, and it's clear that uh, Frakes just keeps bringing back this actor over and over again, this time as a human uh, who plays Aurelio. Uh, thank you, Mike, uh, who is a, um, a scientist for the Emerald Chain. Uh, and uh, the Emerald Train has human members, as does the Federation. So it's kind of more about state than it is about what planet you come from or species you originate from at this point. Um, and, uh, kind of fascinating tonight is that, man, the Emerald Train is not a terrorist group. It, it's, it's, it's an organization. Like They have scientists. They have uh, diplomats. They have a whole core of, like, I mean, it, 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 this became quite interesting tonight rather than yeah. just what you know the emerald chain was up till now i think we just believed it was looking for um dilithium you know but yeah there's way more to it yeah it right really but took why me back to sorry but, but yeah. i think it really took me back to on that point some of the episodes in tng where you really got a, a sense that this was a political um kind of they were looking at some some political ideas and exploring you know different societies and cultures and things like that. I thought it was really cool, and it actually left me want a lot more of the emotion. Right. Okay. And so let's. I want to. Yeah. I think we need to talk about Osira here and exactly what Osira was getting at. So Osira nefariously took the ship last episode, right? Mm -hmm. And Osira um, taunted Tilly and was. And, had, and we saw that Osira fed her nephew to the worm thing uh, in a previous episode as well. That she's she's not a good... We're not supposed to like her. We're supposed to know quite uh, clearly she's bad. They brought back um, uh, that guy from episode two, the guy from Dawn of the Dead 2004. Um, I, I, let's call him Frostbite as he was had the frostbite and he kept he couldn't use his hand so so uh she had that guy working for for her in this one um you know book book and 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 michael crash into the ship because they said this is what she did on such and such planet she got in the front door and then she blew up the the, the embassy right but then we see this whole turn of slight yeah. where it's no we're no we're actually um trying to uh, uh, make peace with you, and we want to. We have this whole treaty worked out, and we're going to undo slavery. We're going all these things you want, uh, and we're going to trade technology because we need each other. Uh, and 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 this, uh, they brought back Buddy, uh, Mister Lie Detector here, uh, to kind of uh, verify her motives. But I don't. I was not buying it, Mike. I think that was for you know our benefit, the viewers' benefit in this case, because you need to speed this up. You know, is she legitimate? Is 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 she not legitimate? And having the lie detector guy there, you know, just sort of skip that forward and said, you know, she's telling the truth. Yeah. I was trying, like, it was just, I believe her. Uh, but it just, in my memory, I'm trying to remember, like, it reminds me of other stories. Like, what, is it an anti-hero, whatever. Like, she wants to do good, but she's at her core bad. 
so it's, it's is that it's what just, it is i that's how i took it like she she does want this she's being truthful but there, there were she, better ways to do it she can't help too, herself right? like she knows she's got to check her class yep yep she's an excellent character in that way and i think it was really interesting to see her come at uh vance with this accord and be truthful and be you know thinking about her people um very interesting to see that the personal side of it still sticks out in the end and uh, her ego takes over. But, yeah. but at the same time, they were playing the whole, the, the scientist was going, uh, you know, uh, what's his name again? Pardon me. Oh, uh, um, Aurelio. 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 You've got Aurelio going about how, you know, he's, he's trying to make you know things better too. So you've got these two storylines happening at the same time, which is legitimizing what she's saying even more. So mm -hmm. I, I, I I like that. It was it was very clever how it was done tonight. I, mm -hmm. um, to to tie this in because I mean, if that white guy in the white wasn't there, I don't think we would have bought it. We'd be waiting for that shoe to drop. Yeah, yeah, and, and he catches her on one lie right at, towards the end. Which okay, so she has been truthful. Like, well, that she would that she couldn't be the representative, which hadn't even occurred to her. Right. Yeah. Then she kind of goes, well, yeah, I guess I can't be the face of the Emerald Chain. And then he go, uh, then goes, well, it has to be someone independent. She's like, of course. And that was her first lie, supposedly. Okay, fine. So, but ultimately Vance throws it in her face and says, no, you have to stand trial for the things you've done. You've done a lot of bad things and we can't just let that go. Um, uh, what are your reactions to that? Uh, Adam, um, what is, did, did he do the, was that the right thing or was that sort of dumb? I, I think that the talks were very early to drop that bomb in, you know, um, you know, you've got a, an olive branch handed to you, Vance, and you basically turned it away. Now, maybe that had to be done. I'm not a negotiator by, by trade, but, you know, um, yeah, I, I found that, I found that actually, a, I think he was a little too, too hard, heavy handed right there. And I get the history. I understand that. Uh, but did you need to drop it then? I'm not sure. Well, that's her argument, right? She says, you have to um, uh, let go of the past. And he says, no, the past is the light to which we look towards the future. Does he have a point, James? Well, I think it was like, I was like, I was so mad at him. But uh, like, I guess he's being high in his Federation ideals. And no, I was like, yes. Oh, because oh, oh. you didn't trust her. I still don't. Well, no. So I'm like, oh, this is a great idea. Go for it. Like, um course i'm still a little weary but um no i don't think he should have done it at that moment i agree uh i think he should have i think he was good to stick it to her because uh you, you know like okay she kidnapped the crew she insulted tilly's ego bruised her ego that was where she said she did well it was a nice was kind of a dumb move you're kind of alienating someone you're trying to make peace with uh you know kind of unnecessarily uh but, but don't you think you can make peace with uh, bad people, bad civilizations or countries and with a history? And I guess go, it depends. Eh, you're kind of bad, if, but if, you want to be good going forward. Okay, let's give it a try. It depends, right? Like if it, you know, like if um, if tomorrow North Korea, for instance, wanted to make peace with the world, would you know Kim Jong Un be responsible for murders he's committed over the last so many years? I think you have yeah, to like, Gorbachev. Gorbachev. Or, or Gorbachev or or uh, any kind of world leader uh, who's maybe done atrocities who you're trying to make peace with Hitler even right like if, if you know um, if you can compare her to Hitler or to someone of, of that nature who's committed atrocities in the name of her state um, you know it, or his state uh, I don't know Mike over to you <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know to be honest I, I at, at first I was a little surprised at how enthusiastic Vance was at engaging her um, and even saying, you know, I want to learn so much from your great society. I'm like, hold on a second. I like Vance a lot, a lot. I'm, I, but I've, I've, there's been something about him and I don't know if it's the, the whole Admiral effect from what we've seen in Star Trek, but there's something that's, that's missing that I don't know. And I don't know what I don't know. Um, but this him jumping into bed so eagerly with the accord and just going, oh, yeah, no, this makes sense. Let's let's do this. It really actually made me trust him a little bit less until he pulled that trump card on her and said, OK, whoever you pick to represent the, the chain can't be affected 
by any of your influence and has got to prosecute you. Um, I thought right. that was a great move by him. Figured it was going to really, really upset her. Um, but I think some of the tactics even all the way throughout this conversation were interesting. Um, we finally figure, we finally find out, uh, you know, how they make the replicator food. I thought that was a really <laughs> into it. Yeah, it's uh, shit. Oh, you right? like our fruit plate. Do you, you like apples? Well, I've never eaten a real apple. It's uh, but it's good shit. shit. It's pretty it's good for shit. shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I, I, interesting too about um, maybe that metaphor and also about Vance because Vance is somebody we've all been pretty high on throughout the podcast or at the season. We like him, but I think there is this mysterious effect to Vance. We don't, we, we, you know, Osiris, asks, where's the Federation president? He goes, well, I'm going to, I'm been authorized to speak for the Federation president, whoever that is. We don't really know who Vance speaks or, or answers to. Did we know there was a president before, or has it always been a militaristic? Well, they said that the, there's. They said there's been a Federation Council. The Federation Council was moved to this location after the burn, so like sometime right. after the burn, but and we has been here since. Never heard of them, right? At this point, yeah. Other than well, that, they haven't been shown, and they've barely been referenced. But they have been said to be there. Um, but we don't know what the makeup of that is. We don't know who is the head of the government. Um, Vance has been the only face of that. There was one point before she met with Vance, so she talked to one of her crew. She said something that made me think, are they going to flip this on us, that the Federation is bad? Like, I, it popped into my head still. So I'm still a little worried that it'll flip one day. That We don't know that much still about the Federation. No, we don't. We don't. It's a good point. Well, we're going to see what happens uh, with, like, Michael got Stamets out. That was her big save here because yeah. Stamets is the only person who can, only being in the universe who can make the spore drive work, right? So Stamets is sort of this unique commodity. Um, and she's, she's doing exactly what she said she'd do. She promised Vance that she would never put the many at risk again for uh, you know a, a mission for one or two or three for personal feelings right and and okay and i think i, I want to talk about a bit about stamets here all of everything that happens with him tonight we have all these we have these scenes he has with aurelio which i think are really interesting and i think that the, the two of them uh, work those scenes really well but uh after that kind of all plays out and stamets is free He's, you know, he finds out that uh, Hughes still on this mission. That uh, he admits to uh, Aurelio earlier in their scene that Adira is basically his child. Like he has adopted Adira, which is, are we moving a little fast? Um, you know, is it's my question. How, how long? Like how many weeks are we in here? Like for at most they've been they've been they've been together for a few months. Months. Okay, so may, maybe but, like but at most. Maybe, We've been talking about that for weeks, though. I mean, what the relationship is? Is it? Is it? Yeah. Is, is it brother? Is it mentor? Is it you know just friend? But you know, I again, I'm not unhappy with that. That, that he feels he's the father figure here at all. I, I think it's you know I I've quite enjoyed that that dynamic that's that's come up and then you into it last week. So it was it's, it, you know not not unhappy with that conversation at all. And, I, and if that's how he feels about it, it makes it even more real that he wants to get back to them. You know, when he found out that she was down on the planet, not just you, but Adir is there and, and uh, Saru's there. I mean, my goodness, he just fell apart. Yeah. You felt it. Yeah, you really did. I get it. it. And, and I think that I think he, I think that um, uh, Anthony Rapp played it well because I'm off. Like Stamets is a character I'm often left wanting more from. I'm like, come on, you know, give me give me more. But he, he's often left waiting. This season, he has a lot, lot to do other than bond with Adira, kind of patch things up continue patching things up with Culber and I'm, it's great. And I'm, I'm not unhappy that this, this is where they're headed. We've kind of been saying as much, I'm just saying episode 12, has it been earned Mike? <sighs> you know, I, I too have wanted to see a little bit more at a Stamets. I want to see him do a little bit more engineering. I feel like they just, you know, with giving him the, the, the hand interface into the spore drive, they just kind of set him. Nice and easy. It's not that hard. He doesn't have the the physical interface anymore. Um, and I, I do think this is a really good arc for him. But I think there is more room for the character. I, I really do. And I think um, I think more room on the science side. I'd love to see some of the innovations that he can pull off. And and maybe in the future we're going to see him work with Aurelio. 
It's yeah. a possibility. Yeah, I think that yeah. they're that, that's possible that they're going to explore that more. I think Stamets is an interesting Starfleet officer. I think because he was kind of conscripted into the service. He didn't. He was a scientist who the Klingon War broke out, and they kind of threw him into the into the service and, in wartime. Um, and and now he's a. But he's not. I don't know. He, does he really have it in him to like put the, the needs of the Federation, the needs of the good ahead of his family? Probably not. Not right now. But this is the problem when you bring relationships onto a starship. I mean, like, you know, right. you, yeah. I mean, you saw it with Michael. You see it now with um, um, no, Stamets, pardon me. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's just, you've got, you've got the relationships, and family is always going to be first. I, I, like, like, the, like, you were right. He played that role perfectly tonight. He played that, like, you could see the grief, the, the caring. Oh, my God, i got to get to them. And Michael took that away. That relationship is broken now. I, you know, guaranteed going in. He's going to, like, even if they get them back, I'm sure they will, but uh, there's going to be uh, friction between the two of those people. I, I think there's a good chance one of them's not coming back between Culber and Adira. Um, I don't know and which. They would be Culber then, most likely. My, yeah. uh, most likely it's Culber of the two yeah. of them. Um you know, but we've already lost Culver once, but I think there has to be some kind of consequence to what we saw tonight between Stamets and, uh, yeah. and you or know. maybe it's just that we learned that, uh, Michael's learned, uh, has grown. Cause who, I forgot the name of that, that who she wasn't going to put out the airlock, um, with the, com the computer face oh, who had uh control going yeah. after her last season. Arium? Arium, yes. And Arium. Michael couldn't do it. So, oh, whoops. Oops. Alexa. Um, so now Michael made the hard choice this season. So she's grown. So maybe that's what it was okay. about. Yeah, but like but, this you know, whole thing. I mean, she didn't. She, she already got warned because of this. She was actually demoted because of this, right? Because she didn't right. make the right choice. Uh, and she said that she would never do that again. And that's where this is coming from. I, I think, you know what, like we talked about Michael last week, you know, becoming a better, better character. And I, again, she did it again tonight. It, it was, it was good. Uh, I liked her role tonight. I think she was very strong, but not all about Michael. And, yeah. uh, you know, thought, you know, the crew is first here and, and you know, she's tossing people at the airlock. She's fighting. She got a knife in the leg. It was she lost her shoes. She lost, she lost her shoes. Yeah, yeah. Just like John bloody. Uh, this was kind of like that. I think that was the diehard. Yeah, when her feet landed, and I'm like, oh my god, it's diehard. Yeah, <laughs> she's walking around with shoes and it's broken, broken glass, and she would have been there. Yeah, um, I, you know, I think she got to be a little bit of an action hero in this episode. Um, I thought there were some plate times where she was running through the Jeffrey's tubes that were a bit. It was a little long. I think some pacing there, but um, Jeffrey's tube. She. Did you guys know she called mom? She sent an SOS. Okay, yeah, I was gonna. The, yeah, the religion thing I noticed tonight. Heaven. Yeah. Yeah. What? Okay. So she, she in the middle of this crisis while she's on the ship after you know because her and book crash into the ship. Pretty, pretty. It was kind of exciting, right? Like, like you know, they they timed it just when the shields go down, they go right through because and they got there from the transwarp hub, right? That they. That Osiris had used to get there in the first place. Oh, wait, okay. wait, wait. Before you go there, his ship is so cool. The way oh, that's morphing. Yeah. It might be Morphin Power Ranger. Yeah. It's, oh, uh, my gosh. I was like, that was great. Yeah. Like, book ship. First of all, this ship needs a name because uh, every ship should have a name. And, uh, and it needs, I, I don't know. We're going to see, like, Will book continue into next season? I hope so. I, I think book is probably here to stay. We saw that they that uh, they crashed in. He's like he takes the the fall sort of. He said he's like they'll catch me, but they won't know you're here. So you can kind of you know run around rogue and help out the crew. Uh, and they have this like sort of romance moment, Shane, uh, where you know is this the moment I need to tell you I love you? Well, yeah, you know you say it in your you. sleep. Then there yeah. was some kissing. Then they were. Um, you know, it was okay because I find it wasn't a long Michael speech, which I find that's when I don't like Michael is when it's like on her face for two, close up on two Michael's minutes face. of Michael and her <laughs> eyebrows. And I'm like, so that's what my complaint about the show sometimes is. So I love that it was just quick, boom, boom. And it was great. What happened to the cat though? Was it put in suspended animation? 
I don't know where I graduated. She was just I saw, I saw she was like a, in her bed. Yeah, she was a just hollow. Of, they, they deal with it very quickly. It, it was said so quickly that yeah. I couldn't even quite figure out what they said. But they're like, "How's Grudge?" Well, Grudge is in Grudge the like, in the in the computer yeah, or something. Yeah. And uh, I was like, "Is Grudge a hologram or something, yeah, or is this a real cat?" I'm a bit confused. Uh, yeah. Did anyone have answers for me? No. No. Was she on the ship? Was she in the? Is she in book ship? I don't know. Is she curled I, up in a little ball somewhere? I, I thought she got like put into know. like some kind of a transporter buffer, maybe. Who knows? That cat is missing. We won't. We'll, we we we'll get a report next week if they will find out where the cat's at. But the ship looked a little wrecked. Um, they survived, but uh, it didn't look. They seemed overly okay, actually, for how hard they crashed. So yeah. much that they worried about the cat getting hurt, but they were. So why doesn't uh, they kind of addressed it? But I'm like, why is there no force field shield um, at, at the back? I know it doesn't ever close, but you think you couldn't just go in, or was it? Be, or or did I catch that they dropped their shields in order? Yeah, to get it was something the like Federation? the ship was the ship was coming into the Federation headquarters, and it had to drop its shields to go. So it was through. like one second, boom! They had to get there. Yeah, the it was same just, second. They timed okay. it perfectly, apparently. Okay, because it's. Yeah, yeah, of course they did. They're, that's how they do. That's how they roll. Uh, and they that's what. Credits, right? Yeah, they had to do it before the credits. Uh, and then, yeah, we get this thing. Okay, and then the other storyline, I guess, tonight was Tilly and the bridge crew stuck in the the brig or the the conference room or wherever they were. The ready room, I guess, it was the ready room. It was where they were. Um, and uh, and it was you know those 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 lieutenants we don't know their names. Uh, well, some of them are just lieutenants. Some of Reese. them now the, the, from this season, yeah. There was the, they more. were doing their tappy tappy. The they were doing uh, their uh, tap 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 uh, on the Morse code. Uh, what code was that book? We've never heard of such a code. Well, that was our first year Starfleet Academy back in the twenty third century. Uh, that came in handy tonight. I like this scene because I like seeing them kick some butt. Like I'm like, oh, the science officers have some skills here. So I like that. I, I don't think we've seen that those bridge crews. Yeah, it's kind of like the before. B squad. It was cool. You know, it's uh, like not Tilly aside, Tilly's A squad, but like uh, the rest of them, you know, Detmer and uh, Joanna and Reese and the other one. Um, you know, they, the they who we're seeing, I think, for the first time or second time, maybe um, one of the female, one of the female with the dark hair. I'm not sure what her name was. The dark but, hair. Um, OK, yeah. Comment here yeah. about the crash of book ship into the discovery. Uh, he says maybe this is the one time that the inertial dampeners worked as intended. Well, maybe <laughs> uh, I think they're all they're, they always have to be working or they would die from accelerating into the bulkheads. Uh, but yes, it was it was a soft landing for uh, for book and, and uh, enough that they had a, a very romantic. I love you. Are you buying their romance chain, by the way? Are you yeah. are you, are you digging it? Yep. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. I think I it's a good relationship. I don't need I don't need her to start a new romance. So I'm like, just stay with this relationship. I like book. He can stay. You can be a thing. That reminds me, though, when they did that, I'm like, oh, crap, is he going to die? Yeah. That crossed my mind. You got to watch out for these. They'll they'll take them away from you if you start to like them too much, like they did with Rin tonight. Rin. I started to like Rin, the Andorian. Oh, okay, yeah, the Andorian. Yep. Yeah. And Rin deserved better. Rin just deserved better. Justice for Rin. We got to get... Osiris got to die now. They got to take her out before the next episode. Uh, I don't think so. No? Do we no justice for Rin? Not not next week. No. No. Oh, she's she's too good. You think I, they'll I keep like her, her around? I hope so. I, I do like season? her. Yeah. Um, hey, yeah. Do you think that, that maybe the Federation, like Vance, could have sent in some kind of external security squad to help them out during all this is going on? Like we. Yeah. Of well, I just think the way Osira goes about her whole plan is 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 ludicrous, and that's why I don't trust it. I feel like this was always a some even though the, this thing is telling us this lie detector is telling us that she's telling the truth, and this was always her plan. She could have just sent an email. She could have she could have sent an ambassador, an envoy. She didn't have to like capture their ship and then like you know hold people hostages and things like that. Like she's if 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 this was if she was being sincere she was really dumb about it in my opinion like she was not she's kind of uh maybe she's not worth keeping around maybe she thought she wouldn't they would never listen to her unless she had a knife at their throat i don't know maybe or maybe this was just yeah. like if they say no we're still going to have the spore drive uh was kind of maybe their other plan 
And on top of that, it's a negotiating tactic, right? So if she comes in and she knows she's surrounded by the entire Federation, you know, what, what is she going to do but tell the truth? Theoretically. Yeah. Question here. Uh, have we had any L-Cars rocks in all of Discovery? L-Cars, not exactly, uh, but we have had systems and computers that they have from their comm badges mostly uh, now. So there is, there's, there's a little bit. There, we, we get some, some tech but that's more of a, a, a 24th century thing. Alcars. That's like the... That's a, that's that's a screen. Yeah it's, yeah. Like, it's like the next gen stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, back to... Uh, well, her calling her mom, I thought that was a little ridiculous. I didn't get that, taking the two minutes to do that. Well, she got stabbed in the leg first. So she thought she was going to die? Yeah. Because that little fight she has with... What are they called? The regulators? That's what the Emerald Chains like soldiers are called. That was like a thing from uh, Young Guns. Remember that? You know, Young um, Guns, like with Emilio Estevez. Yes, they were the regulators. Really? <laughs> uh, the regulators. That. No, is that like is? Uh, I, I don't know. The, I mean, other than that, that's the only reference I can remember. Young Guns. <clears throat> what you talk about? Being stabbed in the leg is a Young Guns thing. Oh, the regulators. They were called regulators. Oh, okay. Oh, like the the regulators. Yeah, the regulators are these Emerald Chain soldier guys who kind of look like Mirror Universe guys. Uh, Discovery Mirror Universe uniform leftovers with a different thing. Are they uh, androids? Are they are they synthetic in any way? Are they? I almost got kind of a Borg vibe off of them uh, by one of the lines that they threw out there. Yeah, uh, that was a Borg line. Total Borg line. What was yeah, they, they 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 are they are people as far as I could tell. Oh, we have we have a. a, a oh, what you want is irrelevant, is what they said. That that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not yeah. not quite. Resistance is futile, but it's. It was more like what a seven of nine would say. Hey, there he is, Jody, Jody Simpson, uh, here to share his thoughts on New Year's Eve. What's going on, Jody? Uh, I'm not drunk or high enough. Well, uh, I, I can't help you from here, but that. But uh, but uh, did you watch the episode of Star Trek Discovery? I did not. I was just stopping to say hi. That was oh, Aww. well, hello, Jody. Thank okay. you for stopping by. And, uh, uh, oh, this is my, Mike. Meet, meet Mike and and uh, Jody. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. I love watching the uh, the throwback that you guys oh. do. Uh, <laughs> oh, nice here. Wednesday nights. Yep, big ah. fan. All right. Well, I appreciate that. All right. Well, anyway, I was just Jody. Say we'll hi be here. here. We'll be here later. We'll too. be here later. We'll be so. here till oh, midnight. Okay. I might. I might yeah. jump on after later. podcast. Yeah. Right. All right. So. Okay. Anyway, okay. Uh, happy New Year's to everybody. Happy New, New Year's Year. to you. Okay. All right. Take care. Thanks. What were we talking about? We were talking about getting stabbed in the leg. Oh, the and then she called her mom. She called her mom. She called her mom. And yeah, back to like religion. That's another uh, instance where religion has popped up in Star Trek. Okay. Like, I wasn't a fan of when her mom showed up in the early, earlier that she's in Quatma a lot now for some reason. Like it's, uh, and then she sends her this, "Mom, I don't know when you'll get this. Maybe in a different time universe or something else." I'm like, "What are you talking about, Michael Burnham? What's going on that here?" Was, that was the second part of the message. If you listen to the first part of the message, it was a, it was a serious mayday. Uh, you know, discovery has been taken. Uh, Osiris's attack is going to attack the Federation. And then she kind of turned it to mom. I'm curious as to whether the Vulcans and Romulans are going to show up in the next episode as backup. Well, I think they There's need to bring in all these. They've been teasing this whole season that, okay, like we we met Earth, right? And then we met Trill. And right. then we met, uh, we've met Andorians who have sort of been shown and in, in other species, former Federation worlds as well. And we went to Navarre, Vulcans and Romulans there too. So I feel like it's all been built into some sort of like, re-establishing the federation right or sort of bringing the federation back to past glory maybe they i, I don't know they're gonna be able to do that next episode because there's still a lot more to happen but maybe this is an arc they're gonna carry over and continue into next season is that what it feels like yeah I've got maybe they take down the chain and we we start to talk about really uh you know the the corruption of the chain has been taken down and the people are rising up next season and we can see the federation come together into a much Back to its former glory, maybe. Have we seen the Ferengi at all? No, no, because no, they talked about the capitalism versus Federation. The Federation, you know, socialism, social, whatever. Yeah, um, and that just made me think about the Ferengi. So nothing. We saw the Ferengi 
and Picard. Like, so that's where they came up, but they haven't come up in uh, Discovery at all yet. No, and we haven't seen Klingons in this new no, century Klingons either. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm going, I keep waiting to see if they're going to resemble the first season Klingons or not. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, but like, I think what, I didn't even think about the Andorians. The Andorians, who I still have this sentimental attachment to, as like sort of an original Federation uh, member world. They're in the Emerald Chain, right? So you, so you do want to make peace here with this group because they're like sort of the other half of the Federation that broke apart or a lot of it but they're also kind of bad people and they're kind of they're they've got some questionable things and and in osiris case like definitely bad definitely not somebody i think you can i don't think she's somebody you can make peace with like i think she's just too inherently evil right because she'll I just feel like i've seen this before you know resources are low you do what you gotta do and you know it's it's hard and you make the wrong choices, and sometimes she wants to be redeemable, you know. And but, but know. she's also she's also got a fan club out there that people that just don't know, and, and it comes back to the science officer that I can't remember his name again. But he has thought her as the savior of him. Like he, she believed in me, she raised me, and now I'm a science guy in her group. And I, and I but she, he, he didn't even want to believe that she can do bad things until tonight, like when she he actually saw. Or in being blown away, right? Because uh, she okay, and his whole story was kind of touching. You know, he's like, I can't, like, I would have died by the age of ten because I was born with a, a genetic uh, defect here in the, this, this. What's his name again? Aurelio. Bring him on screen while we're talking about him. You know, um, who um, he's got the 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 piercings in the back of his neck, which is an Orion thing. This is like, which is this is such something they've made up for tonight, but that's fine because we. We don't know a lot about the Orions. Uh, and apparently for every kid they have, they put a different bolt in their back. And, you know, so the, he, he says partner. I get the impression that Aurelio's gay, right? Or is that, is that what uh, that was kind of the connection Stamets and him made, right, on some level? Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't pick up on that, but I that. sure, no. sure, yeah. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. That was sort of what I was getting uh, from it, that they had some kind of a connection, not more than just scientists. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, and and also having children. They were kind of, they were finding things to, to bond on. And he was saying, okay, but Asira found me and I would have died. And But instead she saw potential in me and I became this great scientist. And, and you know, in this whole debate of like, she's she's good too. Or she's not everything she appears to be. And then he's like, but she's everything she is appears to be as well. And how do you reconcile somebody um like that and you know and he's like i have to do something you're holding me hostage da, 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 da. right um but that's what makes a good leader right you people love you follow you even though you're evil so you gotta give them something and she's complex that's why i like her right I like it, the character it, they were yeah yeah it's real no, right. But he might have a different feelings now after you saw osiro uh, I think he vaporize does. He definitely Rin. does yes Right, uh, because there was no real good reason other than she just was pissed at him. Yeah. Right. And then uh, she orders him to get the truth serum, and he's mm, he's hesitating. He says a little bit of hesitation there. I, I think that she brought everybody back to reality about how rotten she really is after her conversation with Vance, and now yes, she takes out a weapon and vaporizes poor Rand, who, who actually turned out to be great. Like he's a yeah. He might have been a great Andorian opera singer. We will never know. Uh, <laughs> if, what you know? What because they can hit different frequencies with their antennae. Yeah. Do you know that? Yeah. Well, I know that now. I know that, that was the other tonight. thing. I was like, they, like, okay, not that you have to be gay to like opera, but I think that the fact that they were bonding on this opera thing was kind of like, a, you know, that was kind of like in the in the script a little bit. Well, it could be Anthony Rapp, like you know, he's a rent and stuff yeah and he was like i want to talk about opera like it i think it was yeah. uh colber colber was a big fan of andorian opera and oh, yeah. from one of the previous seasons and stamets hated sitting through it oh um, and when colber went away into the mycelial network and apparently died that's you know he i think he would listen to the andorian opera and you know longingly remember his past so. yeah I, I know about Klingon movie. opera and Dorian opera. Good memory, though. I didn't remember that remember, uh, yeah. that from season two. I was, uh, I, I do remember I that whole period of Stamets Spock being young and and replicated it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 
Uh, da, 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 the fruit plate. What else? Okay. Uh, also, there was a mention here of Deep Space 253, which apparently has been trading with the Emerald Chain for a century. Okay. Right? And that was part of the accord she was trying to to strike was like no we need to like you need to recognize that deal is legitimate because the emerald chain are are, are non grata because of their uses of slavery and also concentration camps and murder all bad things but she's like we'll we'll pull those things back within like 15 years no 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 well she said that she had they had already gotten rid of slavery or did something to get rid start it was like in motion slavery. yes yeah. yes to pull her like warlords out of worlds that was a 50 year plan which I get. Um, no, no compromise. We must. We cannot allow for this. We have to liberate them. Okay. All right. Or no. Or maybe we need diplomacy. I don't. I can't decide. I can't decide what's the right thing to do. What's what message is Star Trek going to send to me here? In the in the. In but that's the why it was a good episode, right? You just made you like think and go, oh, geez, oh, geez, like you know. But I liked it. It was thought provoking, I yeah. will say. Plus the whole diehard on the ship thing. Um, we talked about Stamets. We talked about the whole Mike when Michael saved him. Uh, the fact that she did the nerve pinch. We saw uh, her, she she gave him the nerve pinch, but then she brings him out of it a few minutes later. Um, and he goes, "We came to the future for you." And then before she shoots him out of the ship. Mm -hmm. Um. So what next? What what where do we go from here? What's how? Well, we have we, the sphere comes along. The sphere yes. data. Yes. Yeah, let's talk about the sphere it's data. About time. Yep. It's about time. I've been waiting all season, other than these little blips at the beginning. Where's the sphere? Where is this all powerful, almighty, yep. all knowledgeable uh, being that obviously can do some really cool things and and actually speak to. Um, was to Saru at the beginning, right? And give him a pep talk at the very beginning of the season and then disappears. Where'd yeah. it go? They've been in some trouble and no sphere data. Yeah, like, okay. Like, because we saw here, they set this up at the beginning because they said we deleted everything from their computer except for uh, this one little movie file. And we know that that's probably the sphere data. So they kind yeah. of plant that um, early in the episode. And the end, they come out in the, in the form of those three droid thingies which I think we've seen before, right? Yeah. But now the sphere data has been sort of divided into a three stooges format of robots. Uh, do we like this? <laughs> the, red, the red, yellow, and blue, yeah. yeah. The red, yellow, and blue one. The Huey, Dewey, and Louie of, of uh, robots. Running. I didn't catch that. They all had different colors? Or, yeah. Yeah? Okay, I didn't see, yeah. They're probably more to represent that. like the, you know, the command science yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, and yeah. operations. But... Um, of the more of the Star Trek color palette, but it was interesting. Like, okay, we're now we're going to save the ship, right? Like the, the mm -hmm. three robots and the, the, the B squad and Tilly, um, you know, so, I, I, so they're, you, they're in play. Yeah. So Michael, are, you, are you referring to like when you call them Huey, Louie and Dewey, like the silent movie, silent running 1972? No, Here's I'm referring it. to DuckTales. <laughs> oh, okay. DuckTales. So, Movie and <laughs> called they were probably named after whatever what, what you're referencing, but um, yeah, there was a three little robots on a ship, and I'm not kidding. This is a spaceship, and he kills all the other humans, and he's he's botanist, and he wants to grow the gardens, and the and these these three little robots like these guys named Huey, Louie, and Dewey, and this guy. <laughs> You gotta look it up. Silent Running, great movie. Uh, Silent Running. I have, I have never heard of it. Uh, and I no, I was referencing Ducktales. Um, okay. Well, anyway, who is are the nephews of Scrooge McDuck and Donald Duck? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and they, it's it, it's a whole thing. So, uh, but they, and they had like the the, the three different colors um, on their shirts and caps and whatever. Anyway, uh, Silent Running, nineteen seventy two, Bruce Dern, father of Laura Dern. Oh, from, cool. Yes, I haven't seen that. No. Yeah. It, yeah. There's anyway. That's what I saw tonight. When I saw, oh, there's Huey, Louie, and Dewey. I said the same thing. That's why I wondered if you saw that. Where did Where did Michael end up by the end of this? She was She was captured by frostbite, right? I, I don't know if the captured is the right. I mean, yes, she had a gun on her. 
Gone, yes, but that, yep. that was good. It was left. Oh, yeah. He's good. You're yeah. going to regret that. They got to get rid that. of Frostbite. I do not like this guy. Um, he oh, is. Wow. Really? Uh, he's just so like he's he, like compared to a Syrah, he's just like a, an incompetent like henchman. Uh, he's very yeah. Uh, that is what he is. She called him just he was security. Yeah, he's you a know? hired gun. Yeah, he's, he's just a hired gun. he's just a like a, some loser that she came across, and he yeah. doesn't like them either. So they've teamed up in some sort of uh, sinister six uh, or 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 some poor uh, villain team up uh, here. But anyway, Frostbite's got to go. I don't. I, I liked his first appearance. This was weaker tonight, where he's just like, "We're gonna get you, Michael Burnham, in the Jeffries tubes. Can you hear us? We're coming." I know he doesn't talk like that, but that's how he he sounds in my head. Yeah, he was great in the first appearance. That was like the second episode. This was weaker. I really though. liked him in that one. Yeah, but yeah. We, we, yeah. Said, we said he'd be back, and here he is. And here he is yep. with yeah. one hand. Um, he's he's. Oh, you didn't. You, they got me, Tilly. With he doesn't. He, I don't know why he talks like that in my head, but that's how he talks. Uh, so. <laughs> And and uh, so that's where they also have book. Uh, so kind of like Michael and book are prisoners. You got Tilly and the B squad and the and the the, the sphere data. You still got Saru, Culber, and Adira on uh, the Nebula and the the, the Dilithium planet. And who am I forgetting? And then you got Stamets, who's I presumably going to be with Admiral Vance and and them over on the headquarters. So speaking what? of uh, Dilithium planet, though. Uh, burn? What? What burn? Did we did we forget about that the, whole arc? Well, I I thought that it was more like the burn originated there. So it you had the dilithium and anything outside of that, yeah, was burnt. That was my my impression, I guess. Of, because at first I wasn't sure if the dilithium planet was real. We talked about that last week. Was that like created by Osira to sort of lure Discovery there? Was that just like sort of like uh, was that the cheese for the mouse? But it wasn't. It was. It would just happen that 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 was real. And there's enough dilithium there to sort of restock uh, either the Federation or the Emerald Chain. Maybe not both. Maybe both. I don't know. But it's sort of to sort of uh, end this age of like no space travel or limited space travel is sort of um, at the, the tip of it there. And so they, they dangled that there. I have to imagine that's where they're all headed, where this is going to sort of all come to a head in this final episode. Um, and that much like, yeah, yeah. just from not talking about the burn at all this episode, we know kind of where the source was. We know we've got some crew left there. But this episode was really blank as far as touching you or even mentioning the burn. Now it wouldn't have kind of fit in with the story, but I think I think maybe that's where we're going to see that whole burn arc come back around in the finale. And is it going to be a hero saving the day, or is it going to be another disaster? Yeah, well, it's good. I, I'm going to be. I'm mostly interested to see where they go with Sukal because Sukal is the is is the um, is the reason the burn happened uh, indirectly it's an indirect mm -hmm. act how will that person how will Sukal be accepted back into society with that knowledge like i think that that's going to even it's under 20 years later so i guess they've had time to get over it but it's uh it's um i don't know it, i imagine you wouldn't be mr popular in the galaxy well no um, he's he's a bomb ready to go off at any moment how too can, and he could he I, could cause it again, unless yeah. they find a way to like met scientifically medically like defuse him yeah. Right, but I think that that still has to all play out, right? The whole fact that Saru and Culber stayed, there's still a ton of story to sort of get into that. Uh, is the next episode two hours? I would hope so, but I, I don't know if it will be. It feels like it should be. It feels, it feels like, like it should be. But it, it felt that way last year too, as I think as we got into the last couple of episodes, I was like. How are they going to wrap this up so quick? It, it, it was almost too fast last year too, and I hope they don't do that this time because there's a lot going on here that we that we have to wait a freaking year for again. I I don't want to do that. Well, I, yeah, I feel like it, that's been sort of maybe Discovery and I think also Picard, which follows a very similar narrative structure in terms of how they produce these shows. Is that like sort of like everything is like going at a pretty good pace and then like at the end there's so much to like wrap up they have to like jam it into this hour um 
I'd say that that was the case of both season one and season two's finales of this show. I think Picard had a similar issue with how they tried to wrap up their first season. And here we're we, like, we're like, okay, they got to wrap up this thing. Culber, Stamets, we got book and, 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 and uh thing. Where's the cat? Um, we have to figure out what's going on with Vance and the Emerald chain and this dead lithium planet and Sukal and, and Tilly's becoming a, a commander. And there's just so much going on. And, and, and I mean, listen, Michael Chan last week said that uh, Saru is the guy who's going to go next, you know, the next step. Remember that? Well, yeah. And I think that there's, there's, there, like, well, it depends if Doug Jones wants to stick around or not. Uh, I think it, it does go with this trend of, like, we talked about who the captain of Discovery is or even who the uh, security chief is, is sort of like the Defense of the Dark Arts uh, teacher at Hogwarts in, in the Harry Potter universe, where they've had a different captain every season and they've had a different security chief each season. I read an article on Doug Jones, he did an interview recently i think where he said some uh actors choose to know be told what their character's arc is for the next season or next season but he's he likes to just read his script week to week to week so he never really knows he didn't know he was going to become captain or anything like that no I that was interesting but there are other actors who might know well, his contract, they, well, they would have to inform his agent, course, hey, we're yes. killing you off from this show. His so. contract, yes, but... <laughs> um, you're could not he, back. Could he, make this, could he make the hero sacrifice in the last episode? Uh, you know, whether to save Sukal, um, save his home planet, save the Federation. I, I could see Saru making any one of those choices in a heartbeat. Yeah. Sure, but I don't think it would be worth it. I, I think he's a good part of this show. He's not like if you're gonna get rid of somebody, get rid of Stamets. Like it's uh but <laughs> you I get you know. don't like Stamets. <laughs> I like Anthony Rapp. I just yeah. the Stamets character bugs me. I'm more bugged by him tonight. The fact that you know he was like, No, we have to take the ship and whatever. Hey, the ship's been taken over by terrorists, or maybe they're something else. A great society. I don't know. But like we got bigger problems here, Stamets. Pull it together and we will try to save them. But it's almost like, no, I have to save. Culber and whatever. Well, you shouldn't like. If I was Vance, I mean, this is all over. I'm breaking up this crew, at least some of them, uh, who are directly in like family units together. At least, like, probably Book and um, and uh, Burnham shouldn't work together. Uh, you know, there's probably other examples of this. Like, so you're against uh, family units on serving on starships. Uh, if they're in, both in the service, I think there was also that episode where Worf and Jedzia, you remember that one where in D space nine, where, uh, they go on a mission and he basically picks Jedzia over the mission. He say, chooses to save her. Uh, and, and this is, this is what Star Trek tells us over and over again. No, you have to put the needs of the mission and the good of the many Picard and the flute woman. The flute woman. She had the keyboard. Yeah. She had the keyboard. Oh, she had the keyboard. Okay, yeah. And he right. played the flute. Yeah, that, he made that. Yeah. That that's that's the morally right thing. Yeah. You have to keep professional objectivity uh, when you're in Starfleet and when you're trying to sort of aspire to this ideal. And that's why I bring up this whole thing with Stamets. But he's not really a Starfleet officer. In this, he is and he isn't. Like he he came into the service through unconventional means. So he doesn't really have that doctrine in him. Uh, like the rest of them would, um, you know, he's not a command officer. He's, he's a scientist by trade. Um, and so he's, but I, I don't think like he's kind of in this like great job security role because he's been written as the only one who's no kidding. Yeah. Right. But we heard, we heard, uh, Kenneth Mitchell's, uh, Aurelio say, no, we're good. We're going to get the stem cells of the uh, tardigrades and we're going to make more spore drives. Um, is that where this is heading in season four? Is that, are we going to, is it, or that could be paid off more? I, I think he's he's not going anywhere. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I don't mind him being here so much as like, but when he does things like this, like tonight, where he's like, we came to the future for you. <laughs> yeah, character being compromised by, by their emotions. I'm just glad it wasn't Michael Burnham. This time. Yes. Yeah, this time. Yeah, yeah. No, it was and it was great that she flipped it on him. She's like, "Oh yeah, I <laughs> I know what it's like for this to suck." Okay, yeah. see you later. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> so good, so good. Okay. Um, the only other one is Tilly. I want to talk a little bit about Tilly. Just okay. So she, you know, uh, was part of this whole plan where they had we talked about the SOS and the tappy tappies and everything else. But she was kind of like. They don't want you to kill us or hurt us. She'll be really mad at you. And so she kind of like brings the whole team together. I like that whole moment where she uh, says, okay, everyone grab some guns. 
we're going down the corridor and if one of us dies we keep going yeah 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 that was right well that's not what stamets uh, would do stamets would no try to help behind, people and he would right? try to like he would get everybody killed why is he a lieutenant commander and she's only an ensign it should be the other way around yeah i feel bad for her losing the ship so quickly like in what 14 she's never gonna live it down like that no no remember that time remember that time the first time they put you in command and you completely lost the ship and you really got federation headquarters blown up and <laughs> it was uh all of those things and it was a it was a big deal remember that you know feel like she's getting control back and then she's not you know <laughs> yeah I think these robots came along uh, to uh, help out. But I thought, like, I, I like Tilly. I'm liking her as the commander, as sort of a more of an assertive role. I've liked it in Saru this season. Like, I think they, writing-wise, this is the direction you need to take me. And this is why I get frustrated with characters like Stamets, because they 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 don't follow what I think they should follow. So but that's <laughs> that's just my 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 opinion. Um, does it, I know we don't like to talk about titles, uh, for the next week, but okay, could I just talk Let's about next it. week? Next Let's week's title. Yeah. Next week's title is called, called "That Hope Is You Part Two. Which, uh, if you recall, part the, the beginning of this season was called "That Hope Is You Part," or it wasn't called Part One. It was just called "That Hope Is You," and that was where she met the the dude who had been running the Federation observation uh, post for like sixty years since his dad died or whatever. And she's like, he's, she's like, he's like, can you put me? into starfleet and i'll swear on the flag she's like i will totally do that for you just help me find discovery she's like yeah of course so anyway so that hope is you right he said that to michael burnham in that episode um i'm kind of curious will that will that line be repeated if so by whom and to who it, or will that be said to um that hope is you part two yeah i i'm gonna make an out there prediction uh vance doesn't make it out of this season and that's got something to do with it. Uh, the Federation going into uh, a new stage. Maybe they've defeated whatever happens after this episode. But I have a feeling Vance is going to be the one that says that. Um, maybe he says it to Saru. Maybe he doesn't say it to Michael Burnham. Um, just, I just don't have a good feeling about Vance's chances. Vance's chances. I hope. I hope you're wrong about that. I, you know, I, I like Vance. I, I, I think that there's still a time we need to learn about Vance and the Federation still but i i i think he's a, a force uh he's a positive force on this show and i wouldn't want to see him go i think he's he's been a better uh than like admiral cornwall who we had in the first two seasons you know what though we could absolutely if they slow down a little bit it'd be really cool to do an episode of vance show how he came through starfleet and became an admiral and what like i'd love to know more about him Right, and he has this whole backstory with Adira, which they have not paid. Uh, well, more specifically, Tall, right? As um, as um, there was what was the yeah. the previous yeah, host? Admiral on Earth. The Admiral, oh, okay. remember the Admiral Tall yeah, was yeah. was the previous host and knew uh mm -hmm. and, and knew Vance when he was a young officer, right? And sort of was a mentor. And yes. uh, and so there's all that stuff that we have to unpack because they haven't talked since like they first met in like episode four or three or whatever it was. So it's um, it, a lot's happened, but yet a lot has not happened still. We haven't fully got a chance. I think that this show, this is ends up being the shortest season at 13 compared to the first two seasons. I feel like this more episodic format, but more episodes is what this show needs. I think we need more character development, but I think in general, I'm happy with what they're doing. Yes. Um, yeah, we, need a, we need a next generation cadence of, of 26 episodes or something crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah. This, this, you know, like, will they do that? Maybe, I don't know if they're, if that's financially feasible, but I think that's really what they do need. I think they yeah. need to put out more content, get us to know these characters, especially since you have so many, right? Like, you know, there's a lot of Starfleet crew and supplementary characters and sort of peripheral bad guys, you know, who are sort of floating out there now. Oh, oh. Mike's uh, dropped off. Uh, he'll be back. I'm sure. Okay, but let's um, let's segue you know, while we wait. Like, if I can say one comment about the, the this up this year, I mean, I I've loved every episode. You know this, mm -hmm. but it is the it's absolutely rushed. You can't. You you you're right. We missed key things, and there's so many backstories we can do here. I, I'd love to know more, and I. I just there's so much yeah. meat on the bone left to be had here it's in yeah. good stuff like give us more with these characters you know give us yeah. give us more story yeah um 
Here like, I hope there's books now I can go read or something because, you know, just to fill some story in behind the scenes. So. I'm sure, like, fans of shows like The Mandalorian are saying very much the same thing, too. Like, give us more Mandalorian. And they're like, well, we can't afford it because it's hard. Um, oh, there's Mike. There's Mike. And let's also bring in the ratings as we will give a rating for tonight on this episode. Okay. So welcome back, Mike. Uh, okay. So. Yeah, connection issues on New Year's Eve. That happens. Don't, don't, no worries. Okay. So we are getting to a, we're going to give this episode a rating out of 10. Uh, this episode was called, what was it called? Uh, there is a tide, which um, is a, is a Shakespearean line. It has to do with like sort of taking opportunity. Um, like when the tides are in, you have to sort of go because a ship can't leave port when it's not in tide or something. Anyway, that's what it's about. Um, Let's go to Jane first because I need to know what Jane wants. Oh, um, looking at my previous one, uh, I'm gonna go with uh, nine point two. Wow, that's a pretty good rating, even better than last week. Okay, uh, Mike, yeah, I really like this one. Michael's not here, and Mike, I invite you to give the next rating. Very cool. Uh, I'm gonna give it a nine three. 9.3. Adam? Yeah, this is definitely a nine. That it, 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 it brought that episode from last week way up for me, so I'm very happy with this one. You go nine even? Nine even. Okay. Uh, Jamil is also not – well, he was only on the first episode, really. Okay, and then I, I'm going to go I'm, – I'm definitely – what I gave last week, a nine and a half. Um this is like you know probably not just a nine for me, uh, but still really good. Uh, it you, you know it, it maybe this will hold up. I think just that phone call from Michael to her mother and that's probably my, my point off. Yeah, yeah, that one. I, that, that was weird. Yeah, that was. <laughs> so, okay, so uh, that is an average between the four of us at nine point one. One of the one of the. But that phone call might bring in, like you said. I'm sure it's going to tie into the finale. I'm yeah. sure it will. Um, so there is a tide. Uh, one of the better rated. Uh, you can see our ratings all this season have been high. Our average overall is nine out of ten. We haven't had an episode go below eight point six. It looks like. Um, or 8.5. So this has been a super strong season. We keep telling our fellow podcasters, the Jeff Maders, the Jody Simpsons, the Kevin Millards, uh, you should watch this. You should. You should Jody's watching. Jody's Jody. Jody's yeah. watching. Jody's been yep. watching. Uh, but uh, the rest of them have given up on the show. We're like, no, you should really come consider coming back. You know. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that, uh, that this because the show reinvented itself in a lot of ways that I think really helped it. Yeah. Um, and I think I think they just got to keep keep going with it, guys. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, stay the course and give us more. If anything, give us more episodes like this. Mm-hmm. But I think they had to kind of see how how the public responded to the season. I hope that the rest of the fan base feels like we do that. This has been strong. Um, and if anything, you can tweak some things, maybe take a couple things out here and there, but you know, every no star Trek is perfect. We watch it. <laughs> we watch all these different star Treks every week and they all have their issues as well. So uh, it's all about what you like really is what it comes down to. Okay. Yeah. Uh, fruit plate tastes pretty good for shit. What else? Okay, so um, we are coming up on eleven twenty three. We've been on for an hour. I think we We, got it. Yeah, we got things to do. We got things to do. We got a new year to bring in. Twenty twenty one is upon us. Twenty twenty is ending. This is the. This is definitely our final podcast of twenty twenty. As we uh, head into a new year, almost been doing a full year here on Live Long and Podcast since we started the Star Trek Picard. Uh, watches yeah. a year ago, so we've been going. Well, we, we did, you know, Jamil and I did it many years ago, but this has been the first full year, so it's been great. Uh, it's been so great to do it with my wife, with Adam, with uh, thanks for joining us tonight, Mike. This has been great thanks, to have Mike. you here, nice meeting you, Michael Chan, Jessica Chan, all the people in Star Trek Radio Theater. Uh, we also Mott. We also have uh, our, our 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 D Space Nine rewatches on Tuesdays with Millards and Jamil. That's been great. We do our original series on Wednesdays. And our Star Trek Radio Theater, which we will be back for season two, uh, and and Lower Decks we did this year. Star Trek Picard. This has been busy. 
this is a great time to be a Star Trek fan. There's so much different stuff out there. There's only more new shows coming down um, down the way. We're getting getting a new show next year with Janeway and, and some kind of Nickelodeon Star Trek or something. And uh, and 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 we're getting Strange New Worlds. He's uh, on the horizon. I, I assume we're, we're probably getting another season of Discovery. I don't know if we'll get it in 2021 or not, or if it will be in 2022. I suspect the latter. Um, but you know, it's it's great. You know. Keep it coming. Yep. And uh, we'll tell you what you don't like. But this here, here we'll be covering it all here on Live Long and Podcast into into the year. So uh, thanks. And check out our other channels. We're also doing uh, Super Mater Brothers podcasting where, you know, Jeff and I and Jamia, we talk about Big Brother and uh, Survivor. We'll probably be talking about Big Brother Canada come March. And uh, and we also um, we also have Trivial Debates where we argue about movies, sports, TV, and more. Check out our latest episode where we had Jody Simpson hosting uh, with Eamon Mater, Mott, and uh, Chris Seymour competing. And we'll have another show in January. Okay. Well, that's it. Okay. okay. Well, Happy New Year, Happy New Year. E everybody. Um, Happy New Year. We hope you enjoy some Endorian. Okay, let's uh, let's let's, let's uh, say live long and podcast for the final time in 2020. Have oh, thank you.